You're listening to Friends with Everyone, the podcast about breaking down barriers and changing perceptions one interview at a time. I'm your host, Sherry Kuiper. I am so excited to finally be releasing episode one of Friends with Everyone. I have been dreaming about doing a podcast for a long time. I'm a career journalist and storyteller, and this is what I love to do. Special shout out to my very good friend, Stephen, for late night texting that helped me kind of narrow down my concept for the podcast. And uh, thank you, Stephen, for that and for like lighting that fire to get me to do it because otherwise I'd I'd still be talking about it six months from now. Um, With that being said, uh, friends with everyone, episode one, we are talking about religion and spirituality And we are more specifically talking about paganism and Wicca. And this is a really exciting uh, topic for me as somebody who really embraces the pagan spirituality and really understanding that people who identify as pagan and Wicca sometimes get the side eye, uh, don't be taken are not taken seriously and and things of that nature. So we have a great interview today with Mari who really talks about her experience and her journey. You'll hear me talk a little bit about mine and uh, my religion today and, and all of that. So I hope that you will listen with an open mind and an open heart. So Mari, thank you for being the first guest on my podcast, Friends with Everyone. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm very excited to be joining you today. Yes. And so as folks know, friends with everyone, we're talking to all sorts of people um, from all sorts of backgrounds. Tell us a little bit about Mari and who Mari is. Well, I am 35. I am new to the Maryland, Delaware area. I I love animals. I have a small zoo at home. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yes. I have seven cats. Um, they range in age from 12 weeks old to a 16 year old. Oh my gosh. um, Giant furball. We could not leave at the shelter. Oh, Um, so she's, she's new to our, our pack. We have the seven of them and they all have their unique personalities and they kind of rule the house. (laughs) Um, I would think so. It's a little busy with them, but we also have four dogs, including a German shepherd. Oh yes. And two chihuahuas. <gasps> I have a chihuahua. Look yeah, at that. they're great. We're making connections know. already with, co- we have so much in common already. Oh my gosh, I love my chihuahua. She is the best. I have raised chihuahuas most of my life. I love chihuahuas. Nice. Yeah, and we, you know, my piece de resistance are my bearded dragons. We have three bearded dragons. Um, we have two, uh, my first two are five years old i have a female and a male and then we got a new one during quarantine and she is a year old oh yeah and then we have a gecko too nice so aside from being a personal zookeeper (laughs) what do you what do you do for work what does what does your everyday life look like well, my everyday life is um, a little a little bit crazy, a little bit fun. I am a private school chef and manager. Cool. I work with kids from ages birth to 13. I teach nutrition. I teach cooking classes to kids and adults. Um, I'm, I manage food safety and, and a full kitchen um, for about 100 kids a day, sometimes more. Wow, that's amazing. So 
I'm coming to your house because I want to play with all your animals and you can cook for me. That, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and there's a little, um, a little something else about you, which is the main topic of our podcast, uh, that I want to say makes you different, makes you unique from a lot of folks that a lot of folks probably haven't met a person like you. What is that? Well, that would be that I'm a witch. Yes, that you are a witch. And I really wanted to talk about this, and I'm so excited it's one of the first podcast episodes we're doing, because I am a huge fan of the Wiccan pagan community. Um, I have to say I kind of identify myself as a pagan Jew. I really love the pagan aspects of the religion, um, and it really molds really well with being Jewish. So there are there are a lot of religions out there. Tell us a little bit, Mari, how you got to being a witch or to practicing Wicca. Sure. Um, well, I actually was raised Catholic and was in Catholic school when I was a teenager. I was about 14, and I was not connecting at all with, with the faith, and I was feeling very isolated, um, and it just didn't feel right. It didn't make sense. And I'd ask questions and get in trouble all the time. That for happened to me too. Or I would just yeah. get like some brush off answer and it, w- it wouldn't really answer my question. Or I'd be like, yeah, but. Yeah, it would be circular. Right. Like the answer would be circular and that's not what I was looking for. Well, yeah. And, and, you, and you, you want answers, especially, especially as a young person. Right. When you're trying to find your place and and trying to understand the world and what they're telling you doesn't make sense, but no one can explain it. I started looking for answers at the library. <laughs> okay. And I, um, I actually, I found there was a section of books on new age books. I've always been interested in astrology. My, my dad, when he was alive, worked for the newspaper and I'd get the newspaper every morning and read the horoscope. Cool. What's your sign? I'm an Aries. Aries. Through and through. I'm a Libra through and through, and <laughs> I'm very compatible with an Aries. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so awesome. Well, before we, we delve into it, because I, I want to get more into um, your practice here in a second, but just let's talk a second about paganism versus Wicca. So there's kind of this old saying, um, all Wiccans are pagan, but not all pagans are Wiccan, and really just kind of to make the two definitions, you know, for paganism, it's a religion other than like main world religions. It's very non-Christian and very pre-Christian. Um, a lot of it is very beliefs and practices outside of those, of those kind of world religions. Uh, a lot of it is very nature based. Um, a lot of belief that you get your energies, um, from nature, you kind of worship nature, not necessarily a God, so to speak. Um, and then there's, there's many gods and goddesses within the pagan realm. So it's very different from that one God. That's a dude, falsely a white dude with long hair and looking like a surfer, but, uh, it's very different from that. And then Wicca more specifically falls under paganism and kind of has, and that's where kind of the uh, magic and rituals come in. And that's kind of the, the differentiator is, would you agree with that, Mari? What do you think? I about- would. I, I think the defining factor between most people who consider them 
themselves a witch or uh, practicing of practicing Wicca, not even practicing Wicca, but especially being a witch versus paganism is the use of magic. Yeah. Yeah. And so what, so where do you fall? So like most religions, uh, paganism, Wicca has kind of different paths. Uh, they're called paths, not sex or branches or anything like some other ones, but paths. What path are you on? I consider myself an eclectic witch. Okay. Meaning I pull from, I pull from various paths to kind of create my own based on my beliefs. Right. Um, so it's not exactly what anybody else would ever practice um, because it's my own. And I think that's what I love most about this, this religion and this practice is that there's really no wrong answer as to how you worship, right? Correct. So you can kind of pull that. Whereas in a lot of religions, like both you and I were saying, we would ask questions and get brushed off. It's like, nope, this is the way it goes. This is how you do it. You don't ask questions and this is how it's supposed to be. And, Absolutely. and that never made sense to me. Now, I never really went down the magic route. I stayed because, you know, I've just always been one of those people that when I'm out in nature, I feel my best. I just feel so much energy from it. And I was like, why am I worshiping something I can't see and not worshiping the tree in front of me and the things in front of me, you know, uh, for lack of a better word. So, so kind of like talk maybe a little bit about how you got to electric, electric, electric Wicca. I can't even say it. Eclectic. Um, I, you can totally laugh at me during this. It's totally fine. <laughs> uh, words are hard sometimes. <laughs> they absolutely are. Absolutely. And, you know, I I think being an eclectic witch came from a lot of studying. I've been reading books and talking and networking and doing whatever I could since I was 14 to learn whatever I could about paganism once I realized that's where I connected. And um, with getting here came from what made sense to me yes and what what worked for me based on you know like the general the general rule you'll hear in wicca is do what you will harm thee none right but that's not always true with all witches either right that's yeah you know but that's the kind of the path that i went down as long as i stayed within that and what i believed of that then I could take my experiences and my understanding of the world we live in now and connect it with the different paths that are, you know, passed down from generations before. And, and I love that. And because that is kind of, because there is that golden rule in paganism and Wicca is, is harm no one and thing yeah. and what you do will come back to you threefold. Correct. So, or karma. I mean, right. in, you know, in Eastern religions, it's karma. It's right. the same thing. And I really, I think for me, that really spoke out because I think those are kind of the two basic things. Uh, don't hurt people. And what you do will come back to you. And I, and I believe that. And so I think that's what makes paganism and Wicca very attractive to people because 
those are the two rules. And most decent human beings are not out there to hurt people. So, right. <laughs> and, and, and you know, I think too that people think that paganism they do, they may not know that that's you know they think it's immoral or uh, you know Christian from the Christian point of view, but really our morals are the same. Don't right. hurt anybody. Don't don't do bad things if you don't want bad things to happen to you. Exactly. And I think another thing to point out to to people is that, and I think this is the thing that really allowed me to kind of go into to convert to Judaism um, was there's really no belief in in hell no because there's not in Judaism there's not in paganism there's not in Wicca no and, belief in reincarnation right and there's there is beliefs in reincarnation and, and things like that in Judaism it's just there's just no focus on hell how like how mm-hmm. did that play into your decision because that's a pretty brutal theory that like if you are if you mess up you're going to hell of all places you're going straight to hell and right you're right and honestly the i it's a philosophical answer because my whole thought process was how can there be a hell if there are people who live in suffering every day here and that not be hell right and so for me no you know i i don't feel like i i just i guess i connected with with karma versus punishment yes i mean you know i didn't feel like that we really waited for our punishment yes we would see the automatic reactions of our consequences immediately and that made sense to me yes and and i think there's also a sense of redemption in pagan in paganism and wicked too Um, absolutely you know because because it's that whole karma concept right it in other religions it's like you're going straight to hell and that's it and you mess up one time and you're done. Right. Or you go and say a few words and repent and, and you're saved. And and I'm not I am not dissing anybody who believes that. So let's get that out of the way. Yeah. I'm not dissing that for but for those of us in paganism and Wicca, it doesn't it doesn't come that easy to us. Uh philosophically speaking, it there's more to it in that. And it and Mari, I don't know about you, but I feel like in paganism, Wicca, it's it's up to you to fix the problem. Absolutely, it's, it's your intention and your your what you put into what you're doing is is how you, you fix it. Actions speak louder than words. Right, and and, and I'm not saying that the, our Christian friends don't do that. Um, they absolutely do, but they do have um, some things that just are a little bit different than in, in Wiccan paganism, and that's the point I'm trying to drive home. Um, right, this didn't connect with me. You know, Christianity it it doesn't mean either and either religion is wrong. There's parts that make sense in both. And, right. And yeah, just learning the difference. Right. And it's about following what makes sense to you. For some people, that makes way more sense. And what we're talking about makes zero sense. And so that's why they should be Christian and not pagans. Um, right. And so, and I think that's perfectly great. And, and I just, it's very important to me for folks to understand that this is, it's a comparison that's necessary, but not trying to draw away from, from um, anybody else's faith and beliefs. Now, you are what is called a solitary practitioner. This is super common in, in paganism and Wicca. What does that mean for our listeners? It means I practice my faith on my own without a group of people included. Why? It doesn't mean 
I don't sometimes include people, but it means I don't have a set group of people that I practice with or a church I worship in. Which is very different because even in in Judaism, I I go to temple services on Friday nights, uh, sometimes Saturday mornings, you know, and I have a community. Why do you think it is that so many Wiccans and pagans are solitary practitioners? I think it's because it's, it's not very common. And it's, it's not something we tend to put out there right. um, because there's a lot of judgment that happens and a lot of misunderstanding. And I think it's harder for us to connect with each other because it's just harder to tell people your beliefs unless you're really getting to know somebody. Yeah, I would, I would completely agree with that because like you said, and a lot of times, you know, you said you kind of fell into this this religion at about 14 years old. I was about the same age. I think that's a really common age group. Um, And I don't know about your experience, but I see a lot of folks when I say, well, when did you get into this? They were about 13, 14, 15 years old. Probably the time we all start asking a lot of questions. (laughs) Um, And at the same time, we probably, I think for me, just kind of really got that... um, that notion that what I was believing in really wasn't that common and it was just easier to keep my mouth shut rather than endure whatever people had to say about it. Well, yeah, I made the mistake of telling my parents at 14 <laughs> and it didn't go over real well. Um, it didn't stop me from practicing. I just still had to go to church right? and, and you know, and, and sit through it. But I, I received judgment straight off the bat, so I, I've kept it very quiet up until, you know, my adult years. I had a and, big pagan and proud sticker on my car in high school. Nice. And um, I think either people didn't know what it meant. I did get a few side eyes. My mom never mm-hmm. really said anything about it. But I think, you know, I think she digs some of this stuff. So, and I think, too, that... I also was never like, I'm a witch, I'm pagan, I'm this. I just was what I was, and I just kind of talked about why I believe in things. I do think that I had it probably a little easier than you because I was pagan and not Wiccan, so I wasn't going around saying I'm a witch, which no Which I did. I will tell somebody that I'm pagan right? if I'm not comfortable using the term witch around them due to fear of judgment. Right. See, yeah, that that word carries a lot of weight. You get laughed at. Nobody takes you seriously. Or they think you're some wackadoodle. They think you're <laughs> falling, you've fallen right out of the craft. Right. Right. That's basically what they think is happening. And that's not at all the truth. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I really want to talk about magic. It is not like the craft. Not at all. Um, I think there's some people out there who may try to make it like the craft. But for the average Wiccan... Being a witch, it's not magic like to craft. Can you please talk to us a little bit about what magic means to a Wiccan like yourself? To me, my magic is, it's about putting my intentions and spending that time. It, it I would compare it to somebody going to church on Sunday. Yes. Mine just happens wherever I am, whenever I am. And I may plan it. I may plan specific words which could be compared to a prayer yes and i may burn my intentions we burn incense just like you would in a church um i i may set up a ritual where i'm giving thanks or honoring um my my ancestors or you know my god and goddess just 
to say thank you for what I've been given or to ask for help in in a situation I'm dealing with. It's my way of communicating with deity and it magic may mean that I create a spell jar or light a candle. I might put herbs together for a bath, um, a herbal bath. I might make somebody a salt scrub. You know, it, it, it involves just me taking the time to put my intention and my thought and what I want to see into whatever it is I'm doing at the moment, whether it's, like I said, lighting a candle, burning incense, looking at the moon, walking in the woods. Yes. And I'm sitting s- around a fire pit with friends. Yes. Yes. Honoring those moments. And that is the that is the key thing I want people listening to understand. What what Wiccans are calling magic is stuff it's actually if you get on Facebook, Mari, that's what everybody's telling the women self care is these days. Taking yep. those walks in nature, taking those baths, drinking the herbal teas, lighting candles. This is stuff that we are doing every day. And in any religion, there's prayer, there's lighting of candles, there's in many, there's burning of some sort of incense. There is in, in Judaism, uh, for, you know, Rosh Hashanah is coming up, we sound the shofar. Like those are all very ritual things. It's the same thing as magic. It, it is. It's, it is the same thing. It may look a little different. I may, I may use dirt and twigs and I may pull rocks out of the ground. You know, I, it, it may look different, but it's essentially the same intention. Yes. And, and we just use the different words. Now, do you have an altar at home? I do. I have several. And what does, what's on your altar? Cause I, uh, you know, you, you, Take yourself out of the movies, folks, and just kind of listen here. But Mari, tell us what you have on your altars at home. On my, I have an ancestor altar, which is, um, it's a small table covered with a cloth. And it has um, a couple of fairy, like, knickknack statues and pictures of past loved ones. Okay. And I have an altar, a working altar, which has my mortal and pestle for my herbs. It has... um, usually pine cones, leaves, um, depending on the season, I might have fruit on it. Uh, candles. I usually have three candles, three to five. Um, I have a candle snuffer. I have incense. I have sage, um, a bell. I have, uh, a feather, just natural things. And it's like, I'm just thinking here, and even though I, I don't have an altar in my home, I have photos of deceased family members. I have herbs and spices in my kitchen. I have herbal teas laying around. I have a lot of the things that you're talking about. When the seasons change, you know, we bring in, uh, we bring in flowers, we bring in different objects to bring to celebrate those seasons inside that's all in in wicca that's all magic right it is it's it's my way of of keeping my deity in my mind and being able to have a visual reminder of my beliefs just like you would have a cross on the wall right or like you would you know you would have a star of david 
it's the same thing. It's just in a different place. And I, I, I just think it's so important because I just want people to get that Hollywood image of witch out of their head. And, and the craft is a cool movie. I love it. I love the vampire diaries. I love all that stuff. Supernatural. I, I dig it all, but it's not the same thing. And I just really want people. That's the, one of the big points I want to drive home that if you are a religious person, and even if you're an atheist, you probably do some of these things. And no matter what, how, what your walk of life is, you know, it's all the same, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Just yeah. in Wicca and in paganism, it's just called different things. And unfortunately, over many, 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 many years, and for some reasons, you know, to to eradicate paganism at the rise of Christianity, again, I'm not attacking my our Christian friends, but no, the just... truth of the matter is they wanted to get rid of the pagans. So they made those words and those things bad, even though they were doing this very similar, same thing. So I, I, I so appreciate that. One of my favorite things about paganism and Wicca, uh, and one of the things I say we, we share these, but we celebrate them different as a pagan and a Wiccan, uh, are the holidays. Yes. I talk about the holidays because, again, people, people think that, that we kind of do some crazy things on the holidays, and, and we really don't. There's, we're not sacrificing any babies or animals well i mean i sacrificed my dinner does that count well it's already been sacrificed true (laughs) so so it's already been sacrificed before it gets to you uh but we're not doing these these crazy things so let's talk about holidays because the holiday season's coming up huge holidays are right down the line for the pagan and wiccan community Samhain is coming up yes biggest holiday of my year my favorite too, and for all of our non-Wiccan and pagan friends, that aligns very nicely with Halloween, and yeah. and all all the fun things that go with it. And there's a lot of um, similarities from Halloween and Samhain. So, do you want to talk about that a little bit? There are. Um, well, with Samhain, it's also our New Year. Yes. So it's the beginning of our calendar year. Um, so. It's about setting new intentions for the year, getting rid of the old. It, it was set up as a harvest holiday yes, um, to get ready for winter crops yes. and clearing the fields. So there's a lot of cider and apples and pomegranates. And um, I do something very similar to Dia de los Muertos where we have a dummy dinner where we sit and eat a fall meal Um basically with a seat that is left set with food, but empty for those that have passed. Yes. I have not had one yet, but I will have one because I do like the concept of setting a plate for my deceased and just honoring them in that moment. Yes. It's, it's, there's something very powerful about it. Um, especially on that night, I, we usually have a fire and I will, um, I will set up my altars outside if I can, and I burn away what I want to get rid of in my life, set my intentions, and eat a lot of apple-flavored things. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, growing up, so as I as I told you before we started recording, my birthday's in October, so I had lots of Halloween parties growing up, and 
I mean, I think I may have had like the best class parties because I went to a small school. All my friends came over. So we did bobbing for apples. So guess what, friends? If you bobbed for apples with me at uh, one of my birthday parties, I, I think I think we can classify that as a pagan event. <laughs> I think it was a pagan ritual. That's right. And Not so bonfires, those are very pagan. Yeah, um, consuming things of the season you might not think of it as pagan but it really is because that's what they did and i think the the great thing about religion especially if you look back even if you look at, at the bible a lot of things in, in their religion was incorporated so that people would do certain things at certain times of the year and a lot of it was right. very survival based right um so yes so the pagans and the Wiccans, we celebrate harvest. It is time to do all of these things because your crop is going to die and everything's going to freeze over and to prepare for winter. Correct. And it's based on the moon and sun. I, I celebrate the full moon monthly. Nice. Um, usually just by spending time making sure I can see the moon and, you know, setting my intention or, you know, saying saying a few things or just having a conversation with myself and the energies that be and then you know we have beltane is the other end of the the wheel of the year which is the, a fire holiday to get yes. which is candles and same with candlemas in january around the new year it's um it, it's based on the season so whether the where the sun is where the moon is and how they how they line up with what our days look like yes and, and I love that. I love the new seasons. Fall's my favorite. And, but yeah, all those wonderful things. And then Yule is coming Yule, up. yes. And Yule is our Christmas. It is our Christmas. And um, and I, I love so many things about Yule. And I think I love it because there is a lot of similarities to Christmas. Um, again. The decorating of the trees, the baking of of sweets the yule logs um, yule logs and fire and candles and lights even the act of going somewhere to cut down your own tree and bring it home extremely Correct. extremely pagan <laughs> so uh i guess you're more modern pagan if you go buy it from the boy scouts and they've already cut it down but or use plastic i mean anything <laughs> works in a pinch right but the tree, the concept of that that tree and cutting down a tree and bringing it into your home is extremely pagan. Paganism and Christianity, when it comes to uh, Yule and Christmas, those are super, super similar. Very similar. It's both about the birth of the God. I hate to tell the you all. The God. Yeah. And, and of Jesus. So they're, they're very similar in dates, times of year. And in practices, when it comes to honoring the changing of the seasons and the sun coming back and warm weather and Easter is the brightness after the darkness, yes. which is the, the light after the dark for yes. us. And another thing, too, and I, I don't want to dwell on a lot of this, but I think it's really important for, for those who are not pagan and Wiccan to understand that there was a huge push to drive out paganism. I mean... You know, St. Patrick was there to drive out the pagans along with right. the snakes. Um, and so a lot of our calendars, the reason that these dates all line up super close with things is because 
the uh, the calendar was created in such a way so that way they could Christmas could overtake Yule and things of that nature and you know Easter could take over the holidays that come around that time um, so unfortunately it was part of a push to get uh, to, to get rid of a religion. But my hope is that y'all understand how these are so interconnected. And it's cool if you're not pagan or Wiccan, but don't laugh at somebody who calls themselves a witch. Maybe just ask them some questions um, and really see what it is they do because chances are you're doing similar things. You just don't consider that your religion. And you're not doing it as intentful as a pagan or a Wiccan. So what... So as I was talking... Um, you know, I said that that pagans and Wiccans we we share those hol- we all we celebrate those holidays in different ways. What are some things that Wiccans do? What is some of the magic that you do for those holidays? Well, um, Beltane, it, there's the Maypole. Yes, May Day, and, everybody. Yes, it's on I, May Day. I wrapped the Maypole when I was in grade school in sixth grade. That's what we got. I think it was sixth grade. Yeah, that's what we did. I doing that too. Yeah, absolutely. Pagan, and pagan schools. Just saying. That is, yep, that is part of our ritual, and you know, having a fire and um and sharing in the the spring essence of flowers and nature and being outside, and the warm weather coming. Just enjoying that. But yes, the um with Beltane, I sometimes try to gather with a group of people through an event. Yes. Um, but Yule, I always burn my Yule log after lighting my candles and um, taking the time to, you know, say thanks and to kind of revel in the darkness yeah. and take some time for contemplation. Yes. Now, these, like we were talking, these holidays do align with Christian holidays. And you, you did say earlier you had a Christian family. So how do the holidays, like... Just realistically, how do they look for you and your family? Are you like strictly celebrating Wiccan holidays or do you also celebrate the Christian holidays? Because as, as a Jew, I find this a very hard one <laughs> to do because my family, they're all, they're all of, of Christian faith. They all celebrate Christmas. Oh, I shouldn't say they're Christian faith. They're not, they're, they're different things. But my, I guess my point being is they all celebrate Christmas. Right. So they actually have all started celebrating Hanukkah with me. And then I celebrate Christmas with them because in my opinion, I just want nice things for my family at that time of year. And I like to give them presents and I don't really care why. (laughs) So how do you, how do you balance that? Well, I am, I actually, my family is no longer here. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's it's just something that happened so i do have the um ability to just celebrate wiccan holidays however i often tend to celebrate christmas with friends and participate in christmas events um you know i love going looking at lights that is just as much pagan as it is christian sure Um, and then you know with with other holidays like easter or such i may have i may try to just avoid those especially if they involve a religious service um but other than that i i do ask friends to join me if they're interested in rituals during my holidays and oftentimes i will have people come join me that's that's wonderful and i certainly hope that if anybody has realizes like hey i've got a a pagan wiccan friend 
that you probably yeah. could participate in some of this stuff if you have an open, honest conversation with them and don't laugh at them. Um, and that's how it happened yep. every time. Yep. And um, it's interesting because, like, you know, around Easter, uh, Jews, we have Passover. And it's really interesting because we, in, in Judaism, we have a ton of rituals. And I think that's why I was so attracted to it. I do like that ritual aspect. Maybe I'm a Wiccan at heart and just didn't realize it. Um, because I, you know, we have a Seder plate um, and each one has a meaning. And there's a, a whole ritual for dinner. Actually, I don't think I'm Wiccan because actually Seder is my least favorite holiday. <laughs> because it takes forever to get through the ritual and I'm starving by the end of it. But nonetheless, I just I just can't help but keep coming back around to point out all these similarities with other religions and just common um, practices. And I think, too, just when we get to the holidays, like, it doesn't matter what religion anybody is. Just be kind and celebrate. Be kind. You know, if somebody be says kind. to you, happy holidays, don't scream at them. It should be Merry Christmas. Please right. just just say Merry right. Christmas and they say happy holidays. It's okay. So, Samari, so what if somebody meets a pagan or a Wiccan? What do you want them to know? Like, there's people listening to us probably thinking that we are a bunch of Looney Tunes. Sure. What? I, I, <laughs> and, and I, 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 I could be a little bit, but it's not because of this. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, what do you want them I to know? The biggest thing is that we are just like everybody else and our beliefs are not that different. Yes. And, and if they're wearing a pentagram, it doesn't mean they worship Satan. I need to throw that in We don't even believe in Satan. That's right. There, we don't believe in Satan. We don't believe. Now, there are people who do. And they also use the pentagram, but they use it differently. Okay. Correct. So, I'm just saying, if you meet somebody with a pentagram, don't panic. Don't panic. <laughs> they're so, not going to sacrifice you. Yes. Promise. Yes. Yes. And I, I, think, I think you hit the, the nail on the head about them being like everybody else. I do want to kind of, I guess I'm backpedaling a bit, but I remembered something else you told me and I want to know if you're open to talk about this. You told me that you are part of the LGBTQ community. I am. I identify as lesbian. Okay. And I want to talk about this because I think this is, this is really important. A lot of religions, unfortunately, um, are better today. Okay. than when you and I were 14 and 15, um, a lot of religions are more opening and accepting of the LGB community today, but the pagan Wiccan community has always been open to anybody. Like that's kind right. of our thing. Like, it's like, it is, it doesn't matter. Right. How important was that to you? Huge. Because it was huge to be accepted and to be around people who didn't care what about that part of me. Right. Well, and not care in the sense that it, it matters in a in negative judgment way. Judgment care. Like like you're a lesbian. Like that's that's great. Cool. Like there's yeah. but well, good for you. That's right. all it yeah. It's it's like me being straight. Got. Whoopie do. <laughs> right. Right. And I think, you know, too, it it is a much more open minded community. There's a lot less judgment with things that might be judged mainstream. Right. Um, and I think that's why we kind of gather together when we do, because we understand each other and have been through similar struggles with being judged and discriminated against based on our religion or sexual orientation. Yes. And, and I think it's really just important to put out there. And I think that's another thing that attracts the younger people 
because, you know, when you're 14, 15, um, and I'm not an expert, but that's, I think that's when a lot of people are kind of really coming into their sexual orientation, whatever it is. So you already have a sexual orientation that nobody wants to talk to you about. And then you have religious beliefs that everybody's telling you wrong, that are wrong. And I just, I just, one of the things I've really loved about paganism and Wicca is that those things don't matter in that regard to the religion. In fact, many, many are very openly the LGBTQ plus community. And it's always been that way in my experience. I agree. It's just, it's an air of acceptance of everyone and welcoming of anyone and everyone. And also if you're solitary, there's nobody around to judge me unless I choose to have them around. Right. Right. Um, and I gl- I'm glad you brought up solitary because one thing I did want to mention really quick is, so we do have groups in, in paganism and Wicca, uh, mostly Wicca, but pagans can go to these as well. Um, if you want to gather as a group, it is called a coven. <laughs> Again, it is. get the craft out of your head, get Hollywood out of your head, but it is called a coven. And if you are listening to this and you are pagan or Wiccan and you want to meet others like you, find a coven. There are groups on Facebook. Uh, That's how Mari and I met. We met through Mm -hmm. um, a local um, area um, pagan Wiccan group, which is a fabulous group um, that you can learn about and just kind of get resources. Also, look at your Universalist Unitarian churches. Um, For me, when I was younger and, and really active in the pagan realm, that is where I found a group to meet with. Um, A lot of colleges have groups now, too. Yes. And you want to know something else? So does the military. Wicca is recognized in the military. And in fact, I was recently, I work for the government, and I was recently at Fort Bliss. And I I was there um, over the weekend. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll I'll check out a Jewish service. And they had a Wicca service advertised. Wow. And I I couldn't make it the the one time that I was there and it was happening because I I really wanted to go. And I mean, I've always considered myself a spiritual person um, because I I just love all that stuff and I I like to to participate in it. Um, So I just wanted to let people listening to know, because I certainly hope that, that we do have pagans and Wiccans listening um, if you are, or if you're new to it, which is okay, uh, there are some great resources and I'm going to make sure that those get pushed out to everybody so they know where to go and look for them. All right. Awesome. As we're wrapping up, Mari, again, a big p- point of my podcast is to show how well we're all connected. So I'm just going to ask you a few things. I want people to realize that they have things in common with a witch. All right. All right. All right. What is your favorite food? Oh, by far rice. Rice? Rice. I mean, I do love me some rice. Like just regular <laughs> white rice or um anything with rice. I am just a huge rice fan. Um I could eat it every day. And part of that probably comes from being celiac and being limited on what I can eat. But so witches sure. witches get celiac too. There yes. you, there you go. All right, what are you reading right now? Um you know, I am actually reading the um, Herbal Alchemy Handbook. Oh, nice. It is a good one. What are you watching on Netflix? Actually, um, I am or whatever. It doesn't watching Corella. I'm in the middle of watching Corella right now because it just came out free on Disney. So. 
Nice. Is it any good? I haven't watched it yet. Unbelievable so far. I just finished Clickbait on Netflix. That's awesome, too. And I'm also a huge true crime fanatic. Yes, me, too. Me, too. Do you listen to the podcast, uh, My Favorite Murder? I do. I actually listen to about 10 hours of podcasts a day while I'm at work (laughs) um, of true crime podcasts. So I've heard it all from Morbid to My Favorite Murder to one of my new favorites. And their newer one is Truly Darkly Creeply. Oh, Nice. They're pretty good too. I'll have to so. check that out. I love uh, I love the ladies on My Favorite Murder. So if you're listening, definitely give them. So true crime fans. Yes, should, yes. I mean, they're probably all listening to them anyway. Um, <laughs> let's see. Well, we already know that you're a pet lover. Yes. Um, favorite sports team. Do you watch sports? I um I do like the Ravens for football. Yes. I'm okay. a Maryland girl right now. Yes. Um, even even though I'm from Minnesota. We don't talk about the Vikings. Oh, don't you know? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm a huge baseball fan. Yes, so, me too. Oh my gosh, what's your favorite team? Uh, right now, it. I, I'm. I like the Orioles. Well, everybody likes the Orioles. Right. Like nobody right. really hates the Orioles. So but aside from the, the Orioles, who do you love? The Twins are a close second, but okay. I'm a Manny Machado fan. Okay. So there you have it, folks. If you like baseball, if you like rice, if you like true crime, if you like chihuahuas, if you like German shepherds, bearded dragons, if you like cats, my friends, you all have something in common with a witch. Indeed. Y'all, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope that you learned a little bit about paganism and Wicca and really gave maybe second thought to your views on religion and world religions um, and folk religions, as they are sometimes called. I, I also wanted to bring your attention to a couple quick things. So one, there's this great article on um, by the AP today about religion and what's your religion. And a new Pew Research study came out showing that about 29% of Americans identify as none when it comes to religion. And that's, that number has been growing over the years. And the article is really interesting because it talks for a lot of reasons about why that is. And I think you'll find that Mari and I kind of hit some of those topics in our discussion. So I have a link to that in our show notes. The other interesting thing about the article is it says that if none were a religion, it would be the biggest religion in the United States. So just some food for thought there. Um, Episode two, we're talking about the exciting topic of nudism. Yes, I am talking to my friend Tim, who is a nudist and naturist. Cool conversation. A friend of mine who I do know personally, so we have a lot of history together and a really great conversation on an aspect of his life that is truly unique and uh, really does um, get a lot of negative connotation to it. So we're going to dispel a lot of rumors, have a little fun, and talk about some great movies that he's making that also um, have that theme of the nudist and naturist in them. And I want to, I truly want to connect with everyone. Um, if you listen to this, if you're remotely interested, if you have any feedback from me, please don't be too harsh. I don't, I'm too old to deal with haters, but um, I would love to connect with you. So you can find Friends With Everyone, the podcast on Instagram. It's F-W-E underscore podcast. 
if you want to be a guest, if you want to recommend a guest or a topic, I would absolutely love to hear from you. So thank you again for listening to Friends with Everyone. Um, I hope you all have an open heart and an open mind.